previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. Gublio steps to the canal. Your first challenge. You see a troll. Casting message to speak with Abe. Do you know anything about trolls that would help us in this fight? So burn it or hit it with acid. I'm going to shoot a firebolt at it. I want to cast create bonfire. Block the line of sight for Mr. Gublio and hit my invisibility staff. And then shadow step to behind the rock that Brucius and Ambionitis are at. Take a torch and light it on fire. Run up to the troll, stab the flaming torch into his back, and Gublio starts to laugh. The trolls have gnashing teeth. They always hunt in packs. Out comes another troll. You are going to be raked across the back by its long talons. And then a third troll comes out of that pit. What the f- I'd like to hit it with a chaos bolt. That is a natural one, which means I'm going to wild surge. 1d6 flumps appear in an unoccupied space. They are frightened of you. And the troll that you had just killed, Brixius, its neck cricks and cracks, and then it gets back up on all fours. So yeah, I guess I'll draw that little magical hatchet. Oh, the one that paralyzes people because Abe got smacked with it and couldn't move. Wow. Bury this hatchet in the troll's back. It suddenly freezes. Yeah, I want to pile drive him into a bonfire. And it does not move. And that third troll and it is going to rake its claws across your front, Brixius. I would like to pick this troll up and then walk him over to the bonfire. Attitude adjustment, a.k.a. John Cena's finisher move, into the fire. And it's going to step out of the flames. Then I would like to pick him up and choke slam him and throw him down into the flames. Firebolt. You kill it. Gublio stands, claps his hands. That's one challenge done. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Ben Renfro. Hey, Paul, finish this sentence. Blue eyes, white. Dragon. Dragging these balls across Paul's face. Brad Richards. Finish this sentence. Red eyes, black. I fell for it once. I'm not falling again. <laughs> That's right. Dragon. Like the Yu-Gi-Oh card. Matt Smith. You know what's a good PlayStation game? Spyro the Dragon. Brad Renfro. Do you know in Yu-Gi-Oh who Yugi's favorite card is? No, Exodius? No, it's the Dark Magician. Dragon is magical nuts on Paul's forehead. And Eric Nemeth. I'm really confused right now. I don't know what's going on. This is another episode of the Death Saving Bros, which is a 5th edition actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Eric's back. That might be why he's confused. And it is the holiday time. So today, you may notice that our language is a little bit more muted than it normally is. We want to make sure that your family can listen to something 
well, I wouldn't say that we're necessarily family-friendly, but something that's close to it. Maybe. I have something to add to this. Santa Claus isn't real, children. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa. What? <laughs> nice. But I saw him. Um, who remembers what happened last time on the Death Saving Bros podcast? I do. Somebody besides Eric, because no, he does not. <laughs> I mean, maybe he's listened to it. No. Appreciate the effort. Nah, we had Brixie as an Ambionitis went through their strength trial with four trolls, I think. Was it four or was it more? I think it was three. Or three. A number of trolls, which was a surprise number. So, in trial one of Gublio's madness of trials. And they won with trial by fire. Pretty Abe's much. bonfire, that is. <laughs> yes. Uh... Part one of secretly Gublio's just errands he has around the place. <laughs> yeah, so we had the first of our three trials with Gublio, where we had to fight three trolls that he had brought out. Uh, most of the work was done by Abe's Bonfire. However, we don't quite believe that Gublio had defeated trolls before like he said he has. He told us that, you know, he had to fight these things by himself, but he doesn't even know magic, so I don't know how he could have done the damage to kill these. Um, because you gotta kill trolls with fire or acid. So we think he just trapped them and never defeated them, but everybody is fooled by Gublio. However, me and Ambionitis had no problem, and we swiftly destroyed these three trolls, using mostly Abe's bonfire. We finished the challenge, and now we are moving on to the, the, the in-between stages between challenges. That's correct. Uh, all the goblins... At the end of your challenge, we're shouting, Orcs! 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 They were pretty impressed by you. You've been ushered up out of this canal arena, and uh, Bishmuck has come over and said, You all did so great! My friends and I were just about to go catch some food for dinner for a big feast because you just completed the challenge. Uh, you want to come with? What kind of food? Well, it depends on what we find, but we were thinking maybe giant swamp boar. Ah, some rapacious swamp sow. I could go for some rapacious swamp sow. Where, uh, yeah, I'm famished. All right, well, we got to go right now because dinner's soon. So come with us. You don't have time to, to relax. You don't have time to get any of those uh, hit points back, whatever those are. What are you talking about? <laughs> hit points? I'm I'm sorry. Is this some sort of a goblin thing? Is that a sure. game? Is it a game you guys play? Like hit counters and stuff? I'm I'm not too quite sure what you're talking about. Like you, you hit someone and you get points for it? Like I like the sound of that game. Can I play with you? Does it involve rolling twenty sided stones? How much is a spear worth? Find out. Spear. I'll take a few steps back and spear Bishmuck. Bish. Bishmack. Yeah, that's what I said. Biatch smack. I just want to yell 20 points. <laughs> nice, I'm good at this game. Put your arms up and touchdown. It's what good. Do you, what do you play up to? Actually, yeah, 20, 20 points in reality would probably kill Bishmuck outright, I'm assuming. It'd be close. <laughs> He'd at least be crippled for life. Aren't, aren't goblins like Eight. 4 HP or something like of the tiny? I think they're like 12 or 14 or something like that. Well, I, don't I can in front of me. do more than that with one spear. So, <laughs> I did so not it's realize. It's a good thing then that uh, you're not spearing him. 
did not realize spearing Bishmack would kill him. <laughs> like, outright kill him. And yet you straight up bounced off that priest. Hey. And you see Brixius get, like, physically, <laughs> like, he does, like, a, a thousand eyes, a thousand miles stare, like, out into the distance, like, huh. <laughs> like, holding a grudge <laughs> against this priest. Like, one day I will find this priest again, and I will spear him as hard as I can. But he's probably going to be a higher level, too. So will I. Oh, don't worry. We could probably deal with him when a crusade happens. Right. However, my strength score is maxed out, so there's not much more I can do. Maybe proficiency bonus. <laughs> thousand yard stare. Out <laughs> in the distance. <laughs> well, as you're face. staring, um, Bishmuk's uh, friends, the people that were around the campfire with you, these goblins come over and they're carrying ropes and spears and they've got packs and rusty swords. And you see Klorm and Brukt, Denka, Uzos, and they are all ready to go hunt a boar. I thought you said dinner was almost ready. We still got to catch the dang thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's almost dinner time. We need the dinner to eat at the dinner time. Wouldn't we still have to gut and clean that too? Ah, oh, don't worry. We'll take care of that. What are the chances that troll is edible? Well, they're already cooked. <laughs> this is true. Have you ever tasted troll? It's bad. What about goblin? How's goblin taste? Have you ever tasted troll? <laughs> yeah, wait a second. Let's back this up a second. When have you had troll before, Bishmack? Well, sometimes you cut off the arm, and then you cook it, and it wriggles for a bit. But then, you know, sometimes you gotta eat. When have you killed a troll to eat its arm. No, just chopped it off. It's kind of messed up, man. You gotta eat. When we captured them and we put them in the pit, you know, sometimes we'd go down there and just take an arm. It grows back. What are the odds? I heard goblin's pretty good if you'd cook it, right? <laughs> A little bit um, of salt. We're not cannibals. You're Maybe not. you're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know that troll was actually a troll and not just a big goblin? Yeah, a mute, a mutant goblin. A big goblin. goblin is called a hobgoblin, like my cousin. No, not a hobgoblin, just a large goblin. Well, when I chop things off of other goblins, they don't grow back. I thought you said you're not a cannibal. Why are you chopping things off of other goblins? What are these things? Because they took my stuff. What are the odds that they want us to go hunting with them because they cannot hunt for themselves? 100%. (laughs) So come on. And they lead you away from this group that had been watching the challenge. And the crowd is starting to disperse. And you're walking away from the fortress deeper into the swamp. Now, just to remind you how the swamp looks, these trees tower above you. They're like skyscrapers. And everything sounds slightly muted. But there are sounds all around you. There are birds twittering and there are frogs croaking and there's the bubbling and popping of swamp gas from the mud. And as you're going along, Bishmuck turns to you and says, Alright, so here's how this is going to work. Normally when we go chasing after Swamp Boar, we get a ground crew and a canopy crew. So there are some of us on the ground and some of us up in the air. And then we drive the boar into a trap. So who wants to be on the ground with me? And who wants to go up in the canopy with Danka and Klorm? So are these like overly large boar or something? 
Yeah, they're giant. How giant, like, compared to me? Um, think the size of the troll. We're talking nine-foot-tall boars. This thing's just, like, the size of, like, a Hummer. <laughs> I don't understand that reference, a but Hummer yes. brand, Hummer brand carts. I'm sure you've seen them on the road. Oh, hey. yeah, I know what you're talking about. They're great when you can manage to take them. It's hard to ambush, but good stuff. Everyone, I have a fantastic idea. Why don't we just go back to the camp and eat some of our 10 days of rations that I'm sure we all have in our explorer packs. This is true. And we could leave these goblins to fend for themselves. That's true, but (laughs) hunting swamp boar is a lot of fun. We just got done battling three trolls. I'm not really sure how much more fun it gets than that. Oh, don't worry. And he smacks you on the ass because he can't reach any higher. Hey, 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 watch your profanity. Oh. Don't worry. And he smacks you on the butt because he can't reach any higher. <laughs> he said butt. And Booty. he says, <laughs> if you were able to defeat the trolls, you'll have no problem. You're with us. We're trained and uh, experienced swamp boar hunters. Why don't I just get my wool bear to go find some food for me? Why don't you just eat your war bear? You can just get a new one. I just want my... Hey, how's, how do I say, like, my bear's, like, angrily looking at him? Your bear's not there, so... Oh, he's not? Whistle. Really loud. What the hell's my bear? With Heck. the horses. Hey, 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 hey. What is sataki mushrooms is You're my not bear. talking about it in terms of heaven and hell. You are using that in a profane way. How much can you cast that, like, mount summoning spell? I think it was like once per 24 hours or something. I mean, a bear is planning to last for 24 hours for like our entire group. <laughs> Theoretically, we can never starve. Heck, you can even summon things bigger than bears, you know? What, what do you guys yeah, want to eat? Say you could like summon a, uh, just be like, hey, I feel like riding a bull today and we can, we can have some beef. It takes 10 minutes for me to summon this. And I can communicate telepathically up to one mile with my oh, steed. That's cool. I think it's pretty cool. Free food. <laughs> uh, but Bishmuck is waiting there for your answer, how you want to split up to uh, chase the swamp bear. Or sure, bore. I'll take ground floor. I guess I can go up in the canopy since I've got a bow. And especially since this swamp with its its giant towering trees, it really reminds me of uh, the mountains. So I feel, especially at home here, like, perhaps I get my natural explorer advantage. Uh, Clorm kind of side-eyes you and goes, Ugh. Did he, <laughs> Okay. Did he All right, okay, Clorm. <laughs> Who is this Clorm guy? <laughs> All right, so we've got Dosh going up in the trees. Got to run really fast to do that. Uh, Brixius, did you say you're on the ground? Yeah, I'd likely uh, stay on the ground. Real quick question. How long of a... You got to take a short rest to use hit die? Is that correct? Yes. Well, this is fantastic. Also, how did, uh... How did Dosh escape South Salt and catch up with the group? Gosh darn it. <laughs> Dosh, what's up, buddy? Dosh hey. darn it. Dosh darn it. How are things going, my dude? Oh, you know, I, I'm not really sure why I'm here. How One are, second, uh... I was about to get ripped apart by demons. Oh, there's demons, huh? Wait, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Did South Salt get attacked? Yeah. Well, really? you wouldn't know that because Dosh <laughs> isn't there. 
Abe is going into the canopy. I guess we need to abandon what we're doing immediately and go to <laughs> South Salt. Sorry, guys. Uh, this treasure can wait. I'm sure it will still be here. South Salt is under attack. That is where the hammer fist is. The flagship. So Brixius on the ground. Abe in the trees. I'll take the left flank. On the ground? Yeah. All right. And Ambionitis. Mm, I'll stay on the ground and go on the right. All right, we got Ambionitis on the right flank. We got Prothean on the left. We've got Brixius and Jet. And then Abe is the only one going into the trees. Which goblins am I with? <laughs> you Corn. are going to be with <laughs> Danka and Clorm. Mm, here, I'll He's tell you He's getting pushed out of the canopy. I'll tell you what, I don't quite trust that happening, so I'll just run straight up a tree to catch up with them. Okay. Naruto style. Where is Frank at? Why is Frank not hunting with us? Well, to be frank with you, he's dead. I mean, in all honesty, Frank kind of sucks. Well, Frank is actually free, but yeah, either way, that goblin sucks. Yeah, that's what we said, but all right. So we will go ahead and start with the ground crew. As you're walking, you get to some small talk, and uh, you're looking around at the things as you're passing them. Why don't you go ahead and give me whoever's on the ground... You can either give me a perception check or a persuasion check to either talk to the goblins and try and get some information about the area or to just notice things naturally on your own. That is a natural one. My dice still seem to carry over from last week to still roll poorly. However, can I use my passive perception? <laughs> uh, no, in this case, I asked you for a roll to actively be looking around. I have a 15 for charisma, because since I'm professing and persuasion. All right, so you're going to be talking to the goblins. And Ambionitis, are you going to be looking around or chit-chatting? I'll look around. You roll a one on your perception, so the boar actually has a level in rogue and sneak attacks you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I rolled a one. It's a multi-class <laughs> boar. No, you didn't. It's a bush. Oh, man. Okay, Prothean's going to be successfully chatting something up for the first time in his life, and we're all just going to get wrecked. So we'll start with Prothean. As you're looking around, uh, you happen to notice that these trees, at some points, actually grow so close together that they seem to form almost alleyways. And it's actually one of these alleyways that you're currently taking in order to get to a certain location, wherever the goblins plan on trying to corner this boar. And... You notice that alongside these alleys, there are also the canals that are running, and every once in a while, you'll see like a full divot that just runs for a while next to you. Um, very similar to the pit where Ambionitis and Brixius had just fought the trolls. And then, because these trees are so large, that when you pass one that has fallen over, it actually acts almost like a ramp and you could just walk all the way up this giant tree, and it goes all the way up into the canopy. Ambionitis and Brixius, you try to make some small talk, but the goblins aren't speaking. They don't seem in a very chatty mood. Wait, I was the one talking. Oh, that's right. Okay, well, you notice these things, and uh, you bring it up to the goblins, and Bishmuck turns to you and says, Oh, yes, you know... It's great for when you're trying to chase a boar down, running them down these alleyways between the trees. It's great. They can't get out of it. 
And sometimes, if you need to get a better vantage point, those fallen trees, they're perfect because you can just run straight up them and jump down on that boar spirit right in the back. If you're traveling, the canals tend to be a little bit smoother because you're not going to be jumping over roots and stuff, but it's often pretty boggy down there, and there's lots of creatures that like to hide down there, lurking for travelers so they can just pull them under the water, eat them up. So be careful down there. Makes sense. So how often are you guys in here hunting? Every day. Not necessarily us, but we send goblins out. Most of the time they come back. All right. Have you said hunted anything other than animals in here? <laughs> what? Like people? Yeah. I feel like this would be a good place for an ambush. Well, people don't really come in here that often. That's why there are so many goblins. Because humanoids haven't come in and tried to mess with us. Just the trolls and the water hags and the nicks. Prothean only hunts the most dangerous game. Yield most dangerous. We're going to go ahead and jump up to the canopy crew. Abe and Jet, your choice. Roll for perception or for persuasion. Perception. Also perception. 25. 15. Okay. Both of you notice that um, when this group starts to walk off, when Klorm and Danka start to walk away from Bishmuck and the others, uh, they have ropes out but they're looking around and they do wind up spotting one of these trees that have fallen over and they just use that as a ramp instead of using the ropes to climb straight up a tree. As they're walking along these giant branches that are wide enough for a horse to walk on and sometimes even two or three horses to walk side by side, they'll often wind up using vines to swing from one branch to the next. There are vines just hung all over the place and honestly, in some cases, these goblins almost look like they belong up in the trees. They really know their way around. At one point, Klorm holds out a hand, puts his finger to his lips, and then points out in the distance, and you see this giant nest. And there's a bird that appears to be sleeping there, and you make a big, wide arc around it. And you're again, you're walking along these giant branches using vines when there isn't a branch next to a branch. And then Jet, at one point, you notice that Klorm seems to just walk across thin air and onto another branch. So he uses magic. Hey, Klorm. Yes? Do you know anything about magic? No. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Why? So how is it that you're just, uh, kind of floating through air? Oh. Well, uh, I don't know why it does this, but, uh, some of the trees grow invisible. So, uh, there's a branch there that I just walked across. And you can see things that are invisible? Well, you gotta have a trained eye, and I've got one. I can see invisible things. Well, it's not really invisible. And he motions you to bend down lower, and then he grabs your one horn and then turns your head at a certain angle, and suddenly you can see like a slight mirage, like a shimmering, and as soon as you notice that, you can see the outline of the branch. Did you say he grabbed my horn? No, I was talking to Abe since he just asked the question. 
Oh, okay. All right, I'm going to look at that shimmering stuff, be like, cool. I'm going to look back at, uh, what's his name? Corm? Plorm? Yeah. Which one? Plorm? Corn. Corn. Like K-O-R-N. K-L-O-R-M. Yeah, corned. Okay, so corn. That's what we said. Corn. Be like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to turn to him, be like half an inch from his face, be like, don't touch my horn again. Fair enough. And uh, basically, now that he has pointed this out to you, if you were ever needing to notice these branches, an appropriate perception check will allow you to see this. No problem. All right. And uh, eventually you wind up getting to a certain spot where Clorm signals to the canopy crew to stop, and he points down below, and the ground crew has stopped, and Bishmuck is starting to fan you out. So Prothrian is off to the left, uh, Brixius, or Ambionitis is off to the right, and Brixius, Uzaz, and Bishmuck are walking down the center. And as you pull aside some ferns, you see a wiry, black-haired boar that is absolutely massive. It is a brick house of an animal. Its hair is sticking out at wild angles, coalescing around the eyes and mouth as if they were eyebrows and a beard. Its dark eyes are bloodshot as it smells danger, turning to you and lowering its tusks that are yellowed and chipped, and it twitches the muscles in its face as if quirking its eyebrow in a mocking challenge. And we're going to roll for initiative and do a skill challenge. Nice. Just like my Christmas cards, this is a long overdue holiday episode. If you've been longing to share a sample of the Death Saving Bros podcast with your close associates, this was our attempt to make our show accessible for the uninitiated. So go ahead and give it a share and let us know your thoughts. You can do that a couple ways. Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. We'll give you a shout-out on air. It'll give us big smiles, and you'll be helping us reach new listeners. You can also just say hi uh, by reaching out to us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Reddit at Death Saving Bros, all one word. We try and respond every chance we can, and we love hearing from you. On our social media, you'll often see deals for our merchandise available on redbubble.com. Shirts, hoodies, notebooks, and more are all available on redbubble.com. Just search Death Saving Bros. You may also see us talking about a little thing called Music D20. Music D20 is a project from composer Will Savino, who is putting together a curated list of original tabletop tracks that would be perfect for your next campaign. All the music in this episode of the Death Saving Bros podcast is courtesy of Will. For just $2 a month, you'll get access to the full tracks 
while higher tiers get you previews of upcoming music and even input for what Will writes next. All of it is available at patreon.com slash musicd20. Again, that's patreon.com slash musicd20. Without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. I got a 12. I got a 2. I got an 18. How'd you roll a 2 when we shall have like plus 5 to our initiative? Oh crap, I never added anything to that. Well, it also all depends on your dexterity. Yours is plus 5. Not everybody's is plus 5. Oh, is it dexterity? Yeah, that's what your initiative is. I got 5. Got a 10. Oh, I got a 9. Okay, so before anything happens, the goblins whisper to you. All right. Well, Bishmuck is going to whisper to the ground crew, and Clorm is going to say the same to the canopy crew, but I'm just going to say it once in Bishmuck's voice. All right. We're going to have to drive him back the way we came down that alley, so we have to make sure that he doesn't run away from us. He has to charge towards us, and then we have to drive him into the trap that we've got waiting at the end of the alley. All right? I just nod in confirmation. Perfect. Abe, you're first. Alright. Can I cast Shatter directly behind it so it gets scurred and starts running in the direction we want it to? I don't see why not. And when I do this, I want to look at Clorm and be like, completely deadpanned. Oh, I don't go hunting. I go killing. I'm going to use Thaumaturgy to make the air around me just darken slightly and then go immediately back to normal and cast my spell. Alright. So what skill are you going to use to cast this? Intimidation to intimidate the boar. (laughs) Alright. I was going to use an intimidation (laughs) check and you took it. (laughs) Because I have really good intimidation. (laughs) Alright. That's going to be a 27. Wow. This shatter spell goes off behind the boar, and even though it looked kind of mockingly at the people that were about to try and hunt it, it is spooked. And that is one success. The boar will go next, and it starts moving away from that shatter as quickly as it can, but it doesn't want to go straight into the maw of this waiting group of people, so it's going to veer off to the to its left, which is the ground crew's right, Ambionitis is coming at you, and it is going to be Brixius' turn. So you said it looks spooked. It doesn't look look hungry to maul us. It's just trying to get away at this point. After the shatter spell, yes. But it does still look like it will knock anything out of its way. Give it away now. Hmm. So I'm trying to seduce this boar to come at me. (laughs) Is that correct? Yeah, you're trying to encourage it to come your direction. Huh. Seductively. What if I just moved my mage hand out of the way of my private areas and used it as a religion check? Because there's no god in that. 
What? So that it would come at me. Yeah, no. What? <laughs> did, did not think so. <laughs> All right, well, how far away is the boar from me? Distance is kind of irrelevant, but it's probably 100 feet. Well, that seems pretty relevant, considering I cannot move 100 feet. Use athletics to tempt it with your athletically toned body. <laughs> it's, um, this is all kind of fluid because it's a skill challenge. Right, right. All right. So what I would like to do is, what is the nearest goblin to me? Bishmuk and Uzaz. All right. I would like to grab Uzaz and kind of grab him by his shirt and take popcorn out of my bag and stuff his clothes with it to make him look like a delicious treat for the boar. And then I would like to, can I start with shooting an arrow or throwing something in the boar's direction to get his attention, show him the delicious meal stuffed with popcorn, and then take off running towards the pit where we want to go and toss the goblin down into the pit as a, as kind of bait for this. <laughs> throw him into the trap. <laughs> Just a little bit of bait. All right. And what, uh, what skill are you going to use? Well, I can either persuade it to come take the bait that could be one if you would let me get away with that if not we could try maybe something along the lines of survival because you know gotta eat your choice I'll accept either one alright well this will be my attempt to persuade the boar to come into our trap or a deception check because you're deceiving the boar 24 that goblin Uzaz looks like a very tasty treat. Ooh, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to... So, I'm gonna stuff Uzaz up with this popcorn. I'm going to whip my snowfall shuriken in the direction of the boar, and then call it back, so it definitely sees us and gets angry to charge at me, and then I'm gonna take off running with Uzaz, kind of holding him by, you know, the scruff of the back of his neck, and then my other... I guess my other hand would kind of be cupping his buttocks, maybe down in between his legs. And then I'm going to come and swing him and let him fly into our into our uh, corralling pit. You really get a good bowling ball grip on that buttocks, you know? Yes. <laughs> All Two right. in the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh-huh. It Man, is... Falling. Family unfriendly alert. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody... Censor your children's ears now. <laughs> it is Ambionitis' turn. So this boar has turned, has noticed that there is a tasty treat in that direction. And we used... What was that last check? That was a persuasion. Okay. We've used intimidation and persuasion. I guess you can use whatever. I think it's just like the same person shouldn't repeat. Is that correct? Or do you want us to try to all use something different? You could use uh, the same thing, but it would be interesting to see what else you can come up with. Cool. I think as long as you don't repeat the last character's thing. We'll just try to go through them all. We'll be fine. Alright, I guess I will try to use an athletics check to run behind the boar and try to kick its back legs out. To slide tackle it, if you will. Alright. Is that doable? Sure. Well, it's doable if you succeed. Ten. Ooh, that is a failure. So you come around behind this boar, and you go after its hind legs, but as you lunge for them, it dances out of the way, and 
it starts to rethink, maybe I shouldn't go chasing after that tasty snack. But let's see what Jet's going to do to make sure that the board does go after that tasty snack. How far away am I? You are up in the trees. Again, How this far is a fluid <laughs> arena. So you tell me what you want to do. Okay, so I'm already up above him. He's not really paying attention to what is up since everything's happening on the ground at this point. Mm-hmm. Giving me the perfect opportunity to use an animal handling check to jump straight onto this boar's back and just uh, kind of like, you know, ratatouille this thing where I just grab his hair or his like, mane. I'm just going to pull him in the direction so he runs that way. Ooh. Go ahead and roll it. Okay, so I rolled an 11, and animal handling is wisdom, which is plus four, so that's a 15. Not quite enough. You do leap out of the canopy, and you go streaking down through the air, falling from skyscraper height, more like probably 60 feet, and you land squarely on the back of this boar, but you can't seem to grab a hold of this short hair on the back of its neck and it starts bucking wildly, and it kicks you off. That is two failures and two successes. Prothean, you're up. Uh, I'm gonna pull out my shield and sword, start pounding on my shield, trying to yelling, trying to intimidate it, and to going where we want it to. Okay. So you are on the left flank. Yes. And it is over on the right flank. So you're gonna have to circle around behind, banging your sword and shield. Let's see if you succeed. 17. That is a success. Is there anything that you're saying as you're banging your sword and shield, circling around, making sure that you're hurting this boar into the proper position? I'm just screaming at the top of my lungs for the glory of Tom. So it's a religion check. Yeah, heck, in that case, it could have been a religion check. <laughs> oh, I could have. Oh, if I would have done that, I would have got a, a, a proficiency bonus. To make it see the light. Uh, <laughs> next time. Abe, you're up again. That is three successes. So Mr. Torm here has it running in the general direction we want? It's facing the proper direction. Alright, is it actually going that way? It might need a little kick in the butt. Hmm. I would like to use perception to see that it is indeed going in that direction. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's that fine. Alright. What? And so if I roll a success on this, I'll see that it is indeed doing exactly what we want it to. Yes. All right. It's going to be a 17. You have successfully determined that it is going, well, facing in the proper direction, and that perhaps maybe an arrow in its rear end will give it enough incentive. just so happened that I perceive an arrow flying from my own bow directly into its back end. And it goes running. It gets funneled in between these trees. It starts running down this alleyway, and it blows right past Brixius, falls into this trap, and falls on the spikes that are waiting below. And you have successfully hunted and killed this swamp boar. Nice. I'd like to cast Cause Fear on Clorm. (laughs) (laughs) He's afeard. Good. You all come down to the ground. You pick up this boar. Uh, you gut it, you skin it, you put it on a spit, and you carry it back into the goblin fortress, and, um, you get to have a short rest before dinner. 
So if you want to use any hit dice, you can do that. Uh, but Bishmuck says, make sure you're there within the next two hours, all right? The boar's going to be done nice and red and rare, and then we get to feast. Fantastic. Wait, Thanks. it's going to take you two hours to cook it, and it's still going to be rare? Have you ever cooked a pig that big? I mean, I'm assuming you're... Are you just, like, roasting the entire thing on a spit? Yeah. Yeah, we're putting a we're putting a small truck on a spit <laughs> right now. We're just... <laughs> What, you got some three-foot-tall goblin just, like, spinning one of those, the ends of that spit? It's very humorous. <laughs> no, we have two three-foot goblins uh, sitting yes. on their shoulders. And they both have arms that are, like, five feet in diameter. They're just running on a hamster wheel, rotating the, uh, the spit. We have technology. I sit there, blown away, <laughs> watching and laughing. All right, does anybody want to use their hit dice? Uh, yes. No one else is? Alright, great. I'll do it myself. I mean, I didn't take any damage last episode fighting a troll. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. assuming I'm at full health. Protein, you are. D- do you, uh, add your constitution to your rolls or no? Yes. Okay. Oh, I gotta do maths. Beards, you trying to get any HPs back? I got 78, I'm good. See if using all my hit dice if I can get back up. Well, it's gonna be close. Solid. Max HPs using every single one of my hit dice. Well done. All right, so you are well rested. Uh, you've been able to clean off the blood and gore of the trolls and of the boar. And you are now walking back from the campsite, the tent where Bishmuck and his cohort have been staying, and you re-enter into this fortress you notice as you walk into the courtyard, a winding table has been laid out and where goblins once stood staring at you when you first got here, they are now seated on wooden benches and on the stairs that lead up to the ramparts and viewing galleries above. All are scrabbling and and fighting over the dishes in the middle of the tables and As you're walking, weaving in between these tables, you can hear snippets of insults that are flying between these groups of goblins before one group seems to give up, and then they hand over the food. So they kind of give up the fight and the food. But as you're approaching an empty spot at one of the tables, uh, the noise quiets, and Gublio, at the very center of the courtyard stands up and beckons you over where this giant boar has now been taken off the spit and placed directly on the table in front of him. And Gublio says, Well done. Getting this boar. First the trolls and now this magnificent piece of meat. I know I am. Thank you. Yeah, I was, uh... I was going for something along those lines, too. (laughs) Well, it seems like you are quick on your feet there. What's your name? Master Lord Fothian. That's a long name. Master Lord... My full name is uh, Master Lord Paladin Fothian of the House Greymane. Sir. Sir. Escort. Who serves Torm. Well, to me, you look like the backside of a troll. 
and all of the goblins around him start laughing. My hand is on my sword. <laughs> yeah. uh, Just let this one play out. <laughs> I cast message to Gublio. <laughs> yeah, uh, he doesn't really have a good sense of humor. <laughs> Takes everything very literally. Gublio says out loud, Well, Master, Lord, Paladin, ah, forget the rest. The way we eat around here is you earn your food. We didn't uh, earn the food by killing it ourselves? No, anybody can kill the food. I heard uh, Frank can't. I feel like you can't, Gublio. I can't. Yeah, well, you were sitting around here. Bishmack, when's the last time Gublio's been out hunting with you? Bishmack appears at your side and says, Oh, he never comes hunting with us. Oh. I can't kill boars, can't kill trolls. That's mm, yeah. uh, weird. He says uh, anybody can do it, but he's never done it. Makes, uh, well, nobody's ever seen him do it. Makes a lot of sense. Seems like he's a phony. And actually, as soon as you say that, all the goblins kind of like, some of them start clapping, and then they look from you to Gublio. And Who is sucking a Go- tear back up into his <laughs> eye. <laughs> and then Gublio starts nodding and smiling. And he says, yes, that's exactly how this works. What, you being a phony? You are going to fight me. Insults. Well, since that really wasn't an insult, I'm guessing that you're out of them and we've already won. No, Ah. no, no. You're new. I'm going to make sure that you understand the rules. Oh, I think I got this. So we got to fight for... Uh, to have a right to eat, correct? Our right to party, as it were. Yes, with our words. I'm just gonna, can I just call my sword my words? <laughs> How'd you know what I named my greatsword? Brothian, listen here, buddy. Uh, we all know any one of us can take this guy on one-to-one combat. That's not a question about it. He thinks he's smarter than us, and I don't think that's true, considering he couldn't even remember your full name. So, I think we'll be all right. So we just got to outsmart him and make him seem like a loser. Shouldn't be hard because his people are already turning on him and we've only been here for not even a day. All right. So the way this is going to work, it's going to be the five of you against five of the goblins, one of them being Gublio. We're going to use initiative. And when it's your turn, you are going to throw an insult at one of the goblins. You are going to roll a persuasion or an intimidation check, your choice, and then the goblin is going to roll a contested check, and that is a charisma saving throw, and then vice versa. So once the goblin insults one of you, you're going to roll a contested check that is a charisma saving throw. If one side loses on the insult, that person is out. And then the last team standing wins. Make sense? Believe so. All right. So let's go ahead and get another initiative roll to see who throws the insults first. Mine's going to be a 13. Mine's an 8. A 10. 12. 5. All right. Brixius, you're first. I'm trying to think of... Uh... 
witty jokes. I'm trying to think how to actually play my character because I'm not sure that my character is actually like witty enough to come up with jokes. So you said I could just try to intimidate him, right? You have to throw an insult though. All right. Nerd. Well, <laughs> I'd like to uh, make sure that my warhammer is out, and I'm just kind of using it to kind of lean up on. Okay. Perfect. And as an intimidation, should I roll to see if I hit it first and then do the intimidating joke, or do I do the joke and then roll to see how it works? Your choice. Do we recognize any of the goblins standing across from us? Uh, you notice Gooblio? Then there are three goblins that you don't recognize, and then there's Free slash Frank. Perfect. All right, well, I would like to... So if I, hold on, I'm just trying to get the rules straight. So if I target an insult at Gublio and he fails, he's out, right? Correct. Okay. Then I'm coming for Gublio first. I'd like to just kind of walk up and kind of stand right in front of him. I'm going to say, hey, I bet Frank's a better hunter than Gublio. Ha 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 ha. Intimidate. That is going to be a 19. I'm not supposed to be good at jokes. <laughs> All right, well, you lucked out because the goblin rolled a natural 18, but has a negative modifier. So, Gublio is out. Ha, ha, ha. So, Frank's all a better. Of the, all of the goblins around go, oh, oh. So, Frank's a better hunter. And he's smarter than Gublio, too. The only thing we're missing is for Frank to be faster as well, and then he's the new Gublio. <laughs> we don't actually want to take over Gublio in this competition. We're just trying to stage a coup. We're trying to promote Frank. Prothean, you're up. Uh, do I roll first, or do I say an insult first? Again, your choice. So the way that Brixius played it was he made an insult, but then because he succeeded, he expounded upon the insult. I'm just going to roll first because I got a good insult and a bad insult. Okay. So uh, it's either intimidation or persuasion. I just rolled a natural 20. All right. So what is the final number? Since I'm doing intimidation because I always do that. Let's go for 25. All right. Well, the goblin can't beat that, especially with a natural six being rolled. Which uh, goblin are you aiming at? Your insult. Whichever one looks the biggest and strongest. All right, that would be the one that was on the right hand of Gublio. I'm just going to look him dead in the eyes with my sound creepy smile, lean in right close to his face. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. With my hand on my sword. <laughs> that goblin just cringes and goes, My mother was not a hamster. Sounds like she was. And all the goblins, once again, are going, oh, oh. They're really getting into this at this point. And that's two goblins down just like that. Gublio's already sat down. Abe, you've got three goblins left to aim at. Two of them you don't recognize, and one is Frank slash Freet. All right, I guess I'm going to go for intimidation. All right, it's going to be a 17. The, which one are you aiming at? Um, I guess let's go with Frank. All right, Frank slash Freet seems to see that his team is getting knocked around pretty good. And uh, 
puffs out the chest. What's your insult? Did I pass or succeed? Or, or fail? You failed. I failed. Can I uh, <laughs> cast message into Frank's ear while uh, Abe is doing his insult to help him and give him aid by whispering him kind of mockery as well? Nope, it's not your turn. Can I just cast silence on the entire circle of us? <laughs> Again, not your turn. <laughs> no, no, this will All actually right. be good. Just let yourself fail. <laughs> Your mama is so stupid, her intelligence modifier is minus six. No, oh, it breaks you just cracking up. <laughs> oh. My mama's dead, so ha! Ooh, that hits a soft spot with Brexius. <laughs> ah, dead parents. That's why she was so stiff in bed. Ah, 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 ah. Point for ambionitis. <laughs> Jet, you're up. Alrighty. I'll go ahead and I'll make my roll first. I got a 15. That's going to beat the natural two that uh, your goblin rolled. Can't believe you guys are challenging us to a battle of wits. I see you're all unarmed. <laughs> um, which goblin are you shooting that at? Oh, just everybody with a roll like that. All right. Uh, Frank slash Freet is still feeling good that uh, there was a comeback there. So the last goblin that was on Gublio's team just sits down, doesn't even want any part of this. And the goblins are on the table now. They're pounding their hands and they're screaming, Arxes, humans, bangerang. I'm going to start sliding the plate of meat towards myself. And as you start doing that, Frank puts the hand down and looks you straight in the eye and says, You're a fart-sniffing, drool-dripping, dirt-licking, ultra-lame muck-shoveler. Well, I bet your brain feels pretty good now, seeing as it's never been used. What is your contested charisma saving throw? Well, I'm not proficient, so it's just going to be the flat roll. Oh, natural 20. Are you kidding me? <laughs> really? Frank kills yeah, himself. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I just pulled a natural 22. I know you did, but in that case, you know, my guy lost. But I just rolled a natural 19, and Jet rolled a natural 20. <laughs> I was like, there's no way that Jet beats this. Why don't you <sighs> cry about it, Frank? I actually thought of a couple other good ones, and we literally just walked them. <laughs> Steve rolled through it. Uh, Gublio stands up as Frank sits back, and he says, Ambionitis, give me all you got. Sit down, you're out already. Trying to cheat again. I'm not out until I say I'm out, you cotton-headed ninny muffin made of bran and raisins. Gubbio can't even play by his own rules. I'd give you a penny for your thoughts, but I'd get change back. Did you just say a cotton-headed ninny muffin? Made of bran and raisins. You looks like a maggot-infested egg swapped spit with a rabies-laden sewer rat. Are you saying that to me? Yeah. I draw my sword. No, 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 Brothian, no. <laughs> Later. I might be fat, but you're ugly, and I can lose weight. I'd like to walk over to Frank, who just uh, sat down, and try to give him some low bones and say, it's okay, you're still so much cooler than Gublio. Frank slash Freed 
look sideways to make sure that Gublio is still focused on Ambionitis and then gives you low bones. Forget. <laughs> and then I'd like to uh, like to say, guess what? Uh, guess what I'm going to be doing that Gublio is not going to be able to do? Gobbling up this boar. Ha! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and I'd like to make sure that Gublio heard that. He did, and he's actually, he looks very impressed. But I he says, message, <laughs> and I'd like to say, get wrecked. <laughs> right in Gublio's <laughs> ear. But he's still looking at Ambionitis and says, your team may have won, but are you worthy of being on the team? <sighs> First of all, you wank stain. If you want to insult me, please do it correct. It's not cotton-headed ninny muffins. It's cotton-headed ninny muggins. Now, before you piss your pants, you cock nose, listen up. Your father was a knob jockey and your mother was an arse wipe, you butt munch. And also, nice execution, you just lost this battle. And I would like to hold my war hammer out like a mic drop and just drop it. And then I'd like to just bend over and pick it right back up because I wouldn't leave it on the floor. All of the goblins go berserk. Bangarang. And they start flinging food up in the air. Gublio claps his hands together slow, sits down, and just pushes the boar towards you. And you are the center of attention, and that beast is all yours. I eat it. <laughs> and it's all on. I would assume you do. Yum, yum, yum. Nom, nom, nom. And that is the end of our episode. I want to offer Gublio a piece of boar, but have it be very specifically just the butthole. I'll offer him the balls after I drag him across Paul's <laughs> face. <laughs> they eat it up anyways. These goblins, they keep coming over and they're patting you on the leg and on the low of your back. They love you guys. Going from the moment when they, uh, when you first showed up and they didn't know who you were and they were just staring at you, you're one of them now, it seems like. And I kindly say, do someone a favor. Mind your own business. Uh, we'll see what happens with the goblins next week on the Death Saving Bros podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard on this episode of the Death Saving Bros podcast, head over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and leave us a five-star rating and review. We would love to hear your thoughts. And uh, word of mouth is the greatest way to make sure that the podcast grows. You're stuck with your family all throughout the holidays. Why not tell them to listen to our podcast? They'll both love and hate you for it. If you want to keep in touch with us in the meantime, you can follow us on social media at Death Saving Bros. And for those of you that were following the Life Saving Bros account, that has now been joined under the Death Saving Bros banner on Instagram, where you can find tips, tricks, and other gaming materials to bring your D&D campaign to life. If you would like to keep in touch with us personally, I am on Twitter at HP Camper. I'm at Benfro15. I'm a underscore B underscore rad. Follow the main page and they'll tell me about it. Don't follow me, I'll follow you. Find me on the PlayStation as Fat F-A-T-T dash Smith. And all of those of you that are listening in their cars, in their homes, or wherever they may be, keep saving those death throws and we'll see you on the next one.
Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Above the Southern Rim, Alden, Autumn on the Ramparts, Dual Compulsion, In Corridors of Yore, Ritual Deep, Dark, and Wet, and Ritual Deep, Dark, and Wet Bass and Percussion are copyright Will Savino and the Music D20 Project. These tracks are used with permission, all rights reserved. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.